The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back to Inside the Forest. Your host, Cameron Lemons Devereaux here. Uh, Wake Forest is coming off of a 44-10 win over VMI. Um, I probably wouldn't describe it as the cleanest win. I don't think anyone really describes the cleanest win, but A, a win's a win. They covered a 30-point spread, uh, won by 34. All in all, I think it was a fine performance. Uh, So I guess we'll take a little bit, just kind of go position by position really quickly and see what we saw, what needs to be worked on, you know, what's going to happen next week. Uh, So obviously, I think we'll have to start with the quarterback. Um, You know, Sam Hartman was not, did not play today, as we all uh, played last night, excuse me, uh, as we all, as we all saw. Um, again, no update on this timeline. He was obviously on the sidelines, looked to be in good spirits. The night was Mitch Griffith, though. Money Mitch looked fantastic to me. I don't really care about QB under anything sort of that, whatever. Uh, he went 21 29, 288 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, please stop for actually having sacks as QB rushing yards. It's annoying. Um, yeah, Mitch looked, Mitch looked great. Um, there are a couple throws I think he wishes he had back. There's one little speed out to Key, uh, Keyshawn that I think he just really kind of overcooked. Would have been a first down. Um, there's one in the end zone that I think he would have really wanted back. But, I mean, otherwise, I mean, there's nothing you can really point to and be like, you know, fix this, do this better. Mitch had a fantastic night. Uh, he looked controlled. He looked like he was ready for the moment. I know when he, after the game, he admitted the first couple drives, he was – it was like he was in a movie, um, but he he looked in control the entire time. That's really what you wanted to see, and, I, and that's pretty much what I expected. I expected him to look like he was in control. Uh, I was really impressed with the way that he didn't necessarily panic when you know someone would get loose. Uh, the offensive line, which we'll get to, you know, had their had their ups, had their downs, but I thought he did a good job of really staying playing within himself and playing within the offense. Rides the mesh just as long as you would want him to. Looked like he was making the right decisions. The throw to Taylor Marin for his first touchdown was beautiful. <laughs> no, I was really, really impressed with Mitch. Um, I know Michael Curry only got a couple, you know, four uh, passes in. Uh, really, only got like the real garbage time late in the fourth. Um, kind of to be expected. I mean, you're going to play. You're still playing with Mitch as your quarterback, and he needs as many reps as humanly possible. Um, practice reps are they are, but you need as many game reps. And uh, I was. I was in shock to see Mitch go out there for about three and a half quarters. Um, really, really enjoyed it. Like Mitch, um, I don't think that's just a VMI thing. I think that's just what Mitch Griffiths might be. I think Mike, 
there's a reason uh, he was named a starter, and I think there's a reason he's being, he was being groomed as the quarterback of the future. And it's because he's he can throw a pretty ball, he can actually make the right decisions. And the thing that we kind of got a little bit of, um, two-point version that came back, you can see a little bit of his running ability. Uh, I don't think he's Lamar Jackson or anything of that sort, but he's someone that is not afraid to run, and I think he has the wheels in order to make things, same things happen. Really impressed there. The running game, I was pleasantly surprised. Not that I had, had low hopes for the running game, but I definitely something to watch moving forward. Uh, losing Christian Phil Smith is a really, really plus in just running in general and also in pass blocking. Uh, pass blocking still needs some to work on it. Uh, Justice Ellison, love you, buddy. But got absolutely tanked on uh, a delayed blitz from, from a linebacker. Um, resulting in a sack for, for Mitch. Um, that can't happen. Well, I mean, with the ball in their hands, Justice looked good. They, Christian Turner, that's the best I've seen Christian Turner look since his freshman year at Michigan. So I, I'm pleasant this front-end season. You know, I have a little bit of hesitation there. Of, is that just a VMI thing, or is that moving forward? We'll see. Uh, I have the same sort of idea with Trey Benson at FSU, uh, you know, how much of these, how much of these missing tackles is, or these forced missed tackles, are they because of the actual runner? And is it, is it because of the defense not being that good? Uh, just, just a little look at that. Just Selton uh, forced six um, missed tackles, Christian forced five. You know, and I, and I think overall, you know, total between those two, else, um, those two, Cooley, Claiborne, Mitch, 228 yards in the ground on 38 attempts, um, two touchdowns. I think that's about six yards. That's six yards of carry. I, I'm, I'm pleased with that. Uh, I think anyone would be pleased with that as well. So, then we're good there. The receivers. Um, I'm very glad AT Perry is a pick. Not really sure where he was the first quarter. Um, I'm, I just, I remember watching and just being like, I just don't see him out there and then play pretty much the rest of the game. Uh, well, not the rest of the game, but he got rolled up on, but he played a ton in the second and a ton, and a ton in the third. Um, up and down for him. Uh, he definitely had a great long, what was a 33-yard catch uh, over the shoulder with beautiful ball from Mitch. Uh, I don't expect that. And then there's also just a random drop on a third down. And that's something I think for AT needs to continue to work on. He's really the one part of his game. And he'd have these games where you know, you get a lot of targets and then drop a few. You know, you can't really do that. But I mean, overall, fine. He was good. Blake Whitebird got a, a that I thought the the ball to, to Taylor Marin, who had a fantastic game, by the way. Uh, just looking through it on PFF, uh, Taylor Marin grayed out as an eighty-four point four, which is eleventh overall. Nationally for wide receivers, including with zero games. I'm sure it'll end up dropping a little bit. Um, there's just going to be a lot of playing the next couple of days, but I mean, I think that ends up being a top 30 score at worst. He's going to be as well. So yeah, him were in a great, great day. So the pass to him, pretty good. Uh, the pass to Blake Whitehart, honestly, why won't get as much praise um, or highlights probably. That was probably one of one of the best throws I've seen from a uh, Wake Forest quarterback in a while. 
just because of just how perfect it was on Whiteheart. It got him in the perfect spot. He he, he saw him immediately. Loved loved that sort of throw. And yeah, you're getting the tight ends involved, but you know you still got to put it on the money. And I think sometimes that's been a, a that little gimme throw has been a, something that has maybe escaped Wake a little bit in the last few years. Um, and so I'm really I was really pleased seeing that, and I was pleased to play come down with it. Get uh, deserved it. Looking around the wide receivers still, uh, Donovan Green and he, so Dave Austin said he was a little bit rusty and I mean definitely had some rust here and there, but I mean five catches for 63 yards, um, and you could just tell how much stronger he's gotten. Um, it, I, I think we'll be pleased to see what Donovan Green goes does moving forward. Um, I'm really really happy that he's back and he seems to be very confident. Um, all reports once he took off the knee brace in the fall camp were that he just it, something clicked with him, and so I'm, ple- I'm pleased there. Uh, Jamal Banks um, had one, caught one ball, 14 yards, goes a touchdown. I think we saw what the the four receivers are, um, which isn't any surprise. We saw it, it's going to be Taylor Moran and Keyshawn Williams, um, who had a fine day. Um, Taylor Moran and Keyshawn Williams essentially splitting time at the slot. Uh, Donovan and AT outside, and then the fifth of Jamal Banks. Um, I think, you know, if – if push comes to shove, if a uh, if a Wesley Grimes or I mean he's really behind Jackson Hensley, if one of those two gets more playable, and I think they're playable right now, but I think there's a difference between you know what's playable and what's all ACC level, and I think that's the expectation right now. Is I think guys like Jackson Hensley are is playable, and Wesley Grimes is you know close to if not there being playable, but you know. What are you losing by taking off AT, taking AT off the field? What are you losing taking Keyshawn Williams off the field? What are you losing taking Donovan Green off the field? That's, I think, the part of the equation that I think a lot of times people are like, I think the, the same thing goes for DeMond Claiborne. Like, I, I think yeah, a guy like a Wesley Grimes and DeMond Claiborne have a lot of talent, but it's, you know, have they A, refined it, and B, are they good enough right now that it's worth taking snaps away from Christian Turner? Is it worth taking snaps away from Justice Ellison? Is it worth taking snaps away from Donovan Green? Just just because you'd make someone happy, maybe not let them transfer, full fine, whatever, you got to win football games, and you got to have your best players out there. And so, yeah, but I, I think Wesley looked fine in the snaps he had um, last night. So, we good. The offensive fly. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I thought it was fine. I thought they were fine. I thought there's a lot of stuff talk thrown around of being, oh, they look terrible, this, this, and that. I mean, run blocking wise, they didn't grade out great. They graded out around in the 50s, uh, outside of Michael Jurgens, who only played 44 snaps last night. And I'm not really sure why. I didn't, I watched the game three times at this point, uh, haven't seen. Didn't see anywhere that he got rolled up on or anything. Spencer, you know, the, the, uh, the last 20 snaps of them for him. So I'm, I'm not really sure. Jurgens, but Jurgens graded out well. But yeah, run blocking grade wise wasn't great. But I mean, they don't grade well in run blocking anyways. So whatever. I don't think it was the cleanest performance. I think they definitely have some stuff they want to clean up there. And that's not, it's not taking that away, but that's fine. Pass blocking wise, they were, they were fine. I mean, there was two sacks. One of them was a running back getting blown up, and one of them was 
a right tackle and someone came on delay blitz and came around him. But, you know, that, that happens once, whatever. Uh, you look at, like I said, you go back to the grades and Sean McGinn's pass blocking grades, 14th nationally. So Loic's grades, 28th nationally. Jurgens and Spencer Clapp both graded in high 70s. Um, and this isn't, this isn't your, your standard test of, you know, you get like a um, 85 or 90 for A or B if, you, if you're in like the 77, 78 or above range. You're above average. Um, anything higher than that, um, very good, quote unquote. And then, you know, 85 or higher is an NFL caliber rating. Uh, and I remember that number for a little bit because it'll come in handy for the defensive line. But yeah, I thought they were fine. Uh, and they, there's some stuff to back is not going to be happy about in terms of like your actual blocking. But I think as a blocking line, it's fine. The one thing that can happen, those penalties. And those penalties can't, can't happen. And a lot of them were just, just dumb penalties. Like I, I think Dave Coffin said it himself. It, it wasn't like they were penalties that necessarily like changed the outcome of the play. Like it wasn't something like, okay, well, if he didn't have this hold, then, you know, they don't, then they don't score there. It's, it was just like just stuff that wasn't really, it didn't really matter. And it was really, it was really weird. I think it's going to be a long day in the film room for these guys. But I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm hopeful slash, I don't want to say sure, so I don't think I'm really sure of anything. I don't think penalties are going to be a thing moving forward there. That's just not part of a Dave Boston team. Um, I don't think they're going to be a team that's going to be always penalized. So oh, I think they'll be fine. Defensive line. Again, this was something that I kept seeing people be like, this, they were good, this, this, and this. Um, just a, just a little heads up. Uh, Rondo Bothroy graded out as the fourth overall defensive end in the country right now. Um, his pass rushing grade, first overall. You look at Kobe Turner, uh, grades, grades out right now as the second overall, second best overall defensive tackle. Um, run defense, fourth overall, pass rushing third. Uh, Kevin Pointer, ninth overall defensive tackles, 11th is pass rushing. Uh, Shane Davis, ninth nationally def um, for defensive ends in pass rushing. Um, yeah, some of these are going to drop, but like a score like Rondell, and remember I said 85 is a, is an NFL level score. Uh, Rondell scored a 90. Mm. So I'm, I I don't think that one's getting – I think he might get pushed down a little bit. I think Rondell still isn't being a top 10 guy. I think by the, by the end of Saturday – or Monday, that's when Clemson and, and uh, George Zach play. I think by the end of week one, Wake could have, still have two, three guys in the top 10 in a bunch of defensive line categories. Like, I, they were, there were some dumb penalties on the Dion Bergon. Um, and I, the thing with Dion was, I, that penalties, those penalties were awful. Like, I, I get the spirit of, you know, don't, you don't need to push him after he throws the ball, but nothing about it was malicious or anything actually aggressive. It was it was normally just people just finishing the play. I don't I don't I don't I don't agree with that. That was just dumb. I, I understand being upset about it in the moment, especially for Dave Boston, and even afterwards being like, hey, you know, you just can't put yourself in positions to commit penalty to to have yourself get flagged. But like, they're also just garbage calls. They're just bad calls. Um. It is what it is. But yeah, the defensive line was fantastic. They did what they needed to do. A big thing of why there weren't more sacks and 
you know, even though the team had three sacks and nine tackles for loss. Fiamma was playing a lot of quick game. Uh, I said this beforehand. I said, I, I wrote the article saying, you know, kind of what to expect. Um, and I said, you know, they probably play a quick game. And then you look at Dave Clawson's post-game press conference. Um, on, and there was a question about, was it the plan to leave the intermediate pass open? And they were like, and Clawson, quote unquote, there are plays where you might give up some first down. Those plays don't usually beat you. You get up there and you press and they try and then they run, run by you. Those are the ones that beat you. Times they caused some coverage where we were trying out them for loss. So essentially, Dave Boston was just saying, "Yeah, we just just we just gave them everything underneath, rushed for it. They threw some quick stuff while we were just we just had people in the box and we were just playing super vanilla, and that was it. So I don't think there's anything large scale there to really go. It's like I said, go. I think they were fine there. When whatever BMI tried to go." beef on beef and that was both offensively and defensively we saw who won <laughs> anytime that happened it was it was a no vote um, anytime they had a longer developing play that's when you saw it happen for us that's when you saw the quarterback getting flushed out that's when you saw around those buffering sack strip uh, they were they were they were they were good I, I was i was genuinely pleased every time i watched the game with how the defensive line was so linebackers um, yeah, so no Spenda, obviously. I thought they were fine. Uh, it's a position that is, you don't really know what you have until you're, they're thrown to the fire. And BMI is the fire. I thought Taylor Hudson was, was, was okay. I, I thought he was the solid guy that's, you know, if he's your second or third guy in that, on that as a, as a mic, you're okay with it. Was pleased with, with Dylan Hazen. Was that I, I was very pleased with Dylan Hayes. Uh, that's the best I've ever seen him. Uh, so I I don't know where that came from. He's always been an athletic dude. He's always been a little bit of a firecracker. But that was the best I've seen of Dylan Hayes. Again, I think right now he's still a guy that you're like, okay, you're my second string guy. Um, but I mean, he grayed out pretty well. And then Connor O'Neill definitely was like, oh, and he did, it felt like his arrival. Um, but yeah, he, he looked good. Um, I think he still needs to progress a little more and show that it's not, you know, just against an FCS team, but I think he can, I think he'll help us see. If he plays like that, he will help us see. Quincy Bryant's fine. Algebra Robinson's fine. Not really much I can take there. Chase Jones is what it is. Bryant's going to be back next week. Uh, we'll, we'll see more. We'll see more next week with the running quarterback. I'm going to be intrigued about at DB. Um, again, the big disclaimer of they quite literally let them have everything underneath. Um, I know people wanted to see more, I guess, more press and more, you know, just feeling like they were just being a smothering cornerbacks. They didn't want people to get tangled up and go down, and they also didn't want to I mean, we play press. The thing is. Play press and you mess up, that's a touchdown. So I'm, uh, so I'm, so I'm okay. So I, I'm, I'm very fine with that. Uh, Isaiah Wingfield looked fantastic. He should have had a, should have had a, a pick six, uh, except for the garbage call on Dion. Uh, but should, I mean, should have had two actually. He dropped one in the first quarter. Uh, if he, I don't know how he didn't hang on to it, but if he catches that, it's gone. Really good game. Uh, it's 
graded out, I think, what was it, top 25 nationally. His coverage grade was 10th nationally, overall grade 11th. Tackling grade 25th, yeah, did great. I was really impressed, physically at least, with J.J. Roberts. Um, I think he was, like, super skinny. Um, felt like he, it felt like he bulked up a bit from the last time I saw him, and I, I, haven't, I haven't seen him since uh, spring camp. But since spring camp, he looks just physically different. And I think that's, I think he's really, really bought in and, you know, he, he might be starting to show that the camp, the fall camp was not a fluke. He's really starting to turn the corner. And I was really, I was really pleased with him. Thought Caleb's fine and didn't call, they didn't pick on him too much. Like no one wants to throw outside the field. And the more, the reason why I'm more mad that the wing field pick six got called back was because Gavin Holmes had an insane rep that rep. He ran the route for the receiver. And even got first, the receiver had to got flagged for PI because he, he couldn't do anything because Gavin, if Wingfield wasn't there, Gavin was intercepting it. So really, I mean, Gavin's good. He's I think he's the most talented corner, at least just physically talented corner on the roster. I think Kalen's a bit more technically sound. Really pleased, really pleased with that. Safeties thought they were fine. Uh, Brendan Harris looked like he can. He's a very solid tackler. It looked like. So I'm happy to see that from him. Kobe was fine. Not, it was really nice to see Malik having no hesitation, kind of flying around on special teams as well as in the secondary. Always nice to see Jalen. Um, yeah, so I was. I think overall, like if I was grading like on, on like an A to F scale, I'd probably give that performance total B minus probably. I think we really forget. You know, I, I think we all love the pageantry of. Oh yeah, we need to blow out this FCS opponent fifty-nine to zero, or like, or up sixty points, or whatever. I mean, last year, Wake, they this this Wake opener, they looked better than last year. Hundred percent looked better than last year. Last year, I actually had some questions like, what? I mean, you're like, is the offense going to be okay with Sam Hartman? Like this and this, and and in pretty much every aspect of last year. Wakes the wake this year just outclassed them. Sam, I mean, Mitch, Mitch threw three more yards and a better completion percentage. Uh, they ran for they ran for more yards. Uh, defense looked better. They had more sacks. Uh, I, I guess, I guess the only thing is they had two interceptions in the last game and they only had a fumble recovery on this one. But I mean, one of them was taken off, another one was dropped. Fine. I think as a whole. And this team looked better, and I think it, I think partially I think Mitch had a few weeks to really get a, a adjustment to the, to the the offense. And this is not me saying I don't think the offense is going to be better without Sam. I think there's I think you know Mitch still has a lot to prove in order for me to actually say that. But I think they, they look as a team they looked better than they did opening the year, and I think that's important because I think that this if if this is how the team looks right now, imagine what the team looks like when they have their starting alignment. Imagine when they'll have another safety and Nick Anderson back, so they can just essentially just line rotate out safeties here and there. Imagine when back when they will have Sam Park, their actual starting quarterback. Because I mean, there is there is no there's no QB controversy. It's you know this is still Sam Park's team, so Mitch Griffiths can come out here and throw off for almost 300 yards and three touchdowns and interceptions. You know, while he's scared out of his mind for a few drives, I think I think Sam could take this offense to a, to a different level. Um, yeah, I'd probably give it a B minus. I, th- I thought it was fine. Clean up the penalties. Clean, you clean up the penalties, and I'm, I'm, whatever. This, this, this. Is I don't buy into the nonsense. 
oh, now Vandy's going to end up being a four-point spread or six-point spread. Outside of FPI, which is just a garbage statistic at this point, um, outside of FPI, pretty much every like power rankings system has them about a 16 to 18 point favorite on average. So I, I would be shocked if that line didn't open around maybe 14 and they just said, you know, 14, 14 and a half and people kind of go from there. Um, I don't see this necessarily, at least on the spread wise, being less than two touchdowns. If it is, then Godspeed, there are going to be a lot of people betting, betting on Wake Forest. I don't think Vegas wants to necessarily risk losing that much. But I mean, moving forward to Vandy, I mean, I don't think there's anything that necessarily scares me besides the penalties. I mean, penalties don't really scare me, but I think it's something that – I think it's a interesting thing that they are going to be running a sort of 60-40 split in terms of running ball. I want to see if Mike, Mike Wright – Randy's quarterback can actually throw the ball accurately. He was fine last last week, uh, excuse me, two weeks ago. No, last week, yeah. And he was fine, but I, it was it was also, I think Hawaii would be underdogs to Elon, if I'm being honest. I think Hawaii would be underdogs to Elon. I think Hawaii would be underdogs to BMI. Um, and if they wouldn't, if they aren't, I would be betting on both those teams. Um, I, I, I think Hawaii is a terrible team. And so I, I understand there, you know, 62 points, who, and then there's a couple of fluky uh, fumble returns for a touchdown. Like, the, like those, like those are the flukiest plays in, in college football, one football in general. And so I'm like, okay, I, I think Vanderbilt's definitely improved as a team, but I definitely want to see, you know, how much they've actually improved. I think there's a, there's going to be a gigantic step, just as I think people are trying to project, there's going to be a, a gigantic step from playing VMI to playing Vanderbilt. And again, I think Vanderbilt's definitely a, bit, a better team than VMI. I think there's also a ginormous step from Vanderbilt playing arguably the, the worst team in the FBS and an FCS team in Elon, you know, a good FCS team, whatever, still an FCS team to going to play Wake Forest, regardless of who's that quarterback. So I'm not terribly worried. I mean, there's some things like, again, being a running quarterback is definitely is something that's been of an Achilles heel to Wake, um, Wake defenses the last few years. I mean, they're hard to stop in. Quite literally, any or any form of football. But you know, I want to. I, I I think this will be a fun way to see to really test. You know, what kind of things Brad Lambert can can drop. I think this will be a game we actually see the rover more often than three corners. Uh, I, I don't think Bandy will. I think Bandy will go out there with three receivers or so. But I think they'll wake will know they need more support in the run game. So, but it'll be interesting. I think everything's fine. Uh, I, I was excited to see Sam out there, at least. I was very excited to see, like, you know, the crowd wasn't, the crowd was fine. Uh, the student attendance was great. The crowd was fine. Uh, I'm just kind of happy football's back at this point. It's it's really nice to have it back. It's really nice to not really worry about realignment and everything else. And I think it felt refreshing. I also think it felt refreshing, the fact that no one really got injured, knock on wood, necessarily last night. I mean, Yanks, got rolled up on, and, you know, we're going to still find out, you know, what really is next for Michael Jurgens? I think he's fine. I think they might have just been easing him in. And then once things got a bit out of hand, uh, 30 points or so, then I think that pulling him was, and it's probably a fine call as well. So I'm not really bothered by it. Um, yeah, I think they got out of that as healthy as they wanted as they wanted to be. 
and they're just they're going to move on to Vanderbilt. And so I think I think they'll, I think we'll be fine. But yeah, before we get out of here, um, thank you guys all for listening. Um, hope you you like, comment, subscribe. Uh, really does help us out. And as always, go Deeks. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.